a right view, right effort, and right mindfulness. These three qualities uh, support and aid the development in a direct and particular way of all the different factors of the Eightfold Path. Right view, right effort, right mindfulness. Oh, mindfulness is a much used word nowadays, maybe even overused, but still has a central role in Dhamma practice. Our mindfulness is that attunement of the attention to the present reality, the experience of this moment. There are degrees, different qualities of mindfulness, degrees of attunement. So to develop right mindfulness, it starts off with a simple paying of attention to what's going on. But that attention, that attentiveness, can be very superficial, just a kind of noting without any sort of reflection or any uh, consideration of uh, the broader picture, the bigger picture. So to develop samasati, mindfulness which is fully attuned to the reality of the present, and there needs to be a quality of sampajanya, which means not just paying attention to the object, but considering the, the context, the time, the place, the situation, who's present, what's just happened before, what's looking like it's about to happen, where is this going? What's the mood of the moment? Osati and Sampajanya, this mindfulness and clear awareness or intuitive wisdom, as Lumpur Sumaita would put it. It's that attuning of the heart to the present, taking in the whole picture. And then mindfulness in its fulfillment. Mindfulness conjoined with wisdom, samasati, is not just being attentive to an object or an action in its context, but in particular, being aware of the very fabric of experience. Every experience, whether we say it's something happening externally, like hearing the sound of somebody talking, or internally, the arising of a memory or an imagined image, a plan, 
taking shape as a concept. We call that inside. A sound or a sight we call outside. Whether it's pleasant or painful, internal or external, wholesome or unwholesome, sacred or profane, comfortable or uncomfortable. To develop satipanya, mindfulness and wisdom, is to let go of the content of all experience and to know the process of it. This is where the three characteristics of existence, anicca, dukkha, anatta, those three considerations, they are there to help the attention to disentangle itself from the content of experience, inside, outside, liking, disliking, beautiful, ugly, mine, yours. It helps the attention to be disentangled from those aspects of the content of experience to look at the process of experience itself. Every thought, every perception, internal or external, arises, takes shape, passes away. Every thought, every perception, every experience cannot sustain itself. It's uncertain, unstable, and therefore cannot permanently satisfy. Even the most pleasant of experiences, most delightful of mind states, can't stay delightful permanently. It can't be continually pleasing. And then the consideration, the reflection of anatta, not self. We take things personally. I'm hearing, I'm feeling, I'm sleepy. I remember, I want, I'm worried. The habit of mind is to take experience very personally. I'm the thinker, I'm the doer, I'm the one making choices. So the reflections on anatta is the challenge to that. Bringing the attention to those assumptions of I and me and mine, questioning it, challenging it. If I am the thinker, what is it, what's this me that knows the thought? What does that me look like? If I'm the one making choices, what does that look like? The I that decides. Does it have a shape, a gender, an age, a nationality? What is that I? Where is it? Does it begin and end? Are these reflections on anicca, dukkha, anatta are ways of helping the attention to be disentangled, to let go of its habitual attachments and identifications. To free the quality of awareness, 
from those limiting habits, the habits which bind the heart to birth and death, to beginning and ending, to the conditioned world. So the development of mindfulness then includes this quality of reflective wisdom, this profound, clear seeing of the way things are. That we don't take the principles of anicca, dukkha, anatta, uncertainty, unsatisfactoriness, not-self, as sort of philosophical opinions, ideas to just believe in or debate about, worry about, think about, but they are a set of tools to help loosen the habits of attachment. That's what they're for. Like a set of screwdrivers or kitchen knives, scrapers and graters. They're tools for a particular purpose. It's like the the knives and graters and scrapers in the kitchen are there to help prepare the food. Or the screwdrivers and spanners and such like are there to help take an engine apart or put it together again. Anicca, dukkha, anatta are there to help deconstruct the nature of experience, to help the mind to take it apart, know it, put it back together again. So it can be understood. So right mindfulness, samasati, supports all the factors of the Eightfold Path. Works together with right view, right effort in particular. These three function as a kind of supportive, protective uh, and developing influence. They help each of the factors of the path to be developed. So if we want to develop concentration, aiming to focus the attention, to develop samadhi, settledness, focus of mind, and These are the three principal tools to use to help that quality of concentration, focused attention to be developed, right view, to see how things work, right effort, to apply energy in a skillful way, right mindfulness, how's it going? What's the process of development like? Is it heading in a beneficial direction? How's it going? Now in the application of of these qualities to train the mind to, to focus, help the attention to be settled, and then the active development of insight, vipassana, They all work together to help 
the effort of meditation, spiritual training to be, to be carried out and to lead directly towards peacefulness, towards ease, towards a, a lack of complication. When we think about the practice or we plan ahead how we want it to be or we hope for this and we worry about that or we remember this and regret that, when the mind creates past and future, believes in its memories and its plans, then the practice gets very complicated, burdensome. With the development of of right view, right effort, right mindfulness, then this greatly helps to keep everything very simple, uncomplicated, free of proliferation. These qualities help the attention to stay grounded in the reality of the present. In particular, the qualities of feeling, painful feeling in the body, pleasant feeling, is very compelling. And our thoughts, our emotions are very compelling, fascinating. The mind creates ideas, worries, fantasies, excitements. This is the habit of the mind. And it's easy for the attention to get lost in those fantasies, those memories, those worries. To be influenced by the tensions in the body, stresses and tightness of the muscles in your shoulders, your neck, your face, your stomach. So mindfulness of feeling, mindfulness of the body, kayanupasana, vedanaanupasana, jitanupasana. These aspects of mindfulness are particularly related to this body, the sensations we experience, the moods and emotions, thoughts that we experience. But to develop mindfulness in relationship to those influences, there needs to be an interest. We need to want to work with them, want to understand how body and mind fit together. So mindfulness of the body is not just being aware of what position we're sitting in or walking in or standing, movements and actions of the body, but bringing the body into the field of awareness, noticing the presence of the body, your hands, your feet, your face, your back and your shoulders, your hips, your fingers, toes. Not just living in our heads, letting the body being like a kind of shopping cart carrying our head around, it's doing all the important stuff. Bring attention into the body. If we want simplicity, We want to not be carried away into the past and future in our imagination. Pay attention to the body. 
develop mindfulness of the body. Because the body only exists in the present. It doesn't wander off into the past and the future. It's the guaranteed way of keying the attention into the present reality. Mindfulness of feeling. Noticing that tightness in your belly. The stress around, <coughs> in the muscles around your eyes and your jaw. Notice that. Be aware of the body's habitual tensions. Let them relax. Notice the content of your thoughts. Creating the past, creating the future, creating opinions about each other. Getting excited about your plans or worried about the future. Worried about your plans. This is all the field of Chitanupasana. Notice what your thoughts, your emotions are doing. And with all of these, the, then essentially what we apply is the quality of wisdom. The fourth foundation of mindfulness, Dhammanupasana. You can interpret it in, in different ways. But essentially, seeing things in terms of Dhamma, seeing the impermanent, unsatisfactory, selfless nature of experience. A mood arises and passes away. A sensation in the body arises and passes away. An action of the body begins and ends, arises and passes away. So we develop the fourth foundation of mindfulness, Dhammanupasana, by actively looking at the changing, transient, empty nature of feelings, thoughts, the body itself. We bring attention to the present. And then by knowing the, the transient, unsatisfactory, selfless nature of sensation, thought, a feeling, emotion, then the heart, <coughs> the heart is freed of that. The heart loses the limitations that come from buying into sensation, thought, feeling, mood. The heart is freed. That which knows beginnings and endings, that which knows birth and death, is not bound by birth and death. That which knows arising and passing is ever-present. It's not tied to it, not involved in it. So samasati, right mindfulness, is cultivating that perspective of awakened awareness, knowing, watching the transient, uncertain, selfless, unsatisfactory nature of every experience. It keeps it in that context. Has that point of view. So then the work of meditation and action, the, the jobs that we have around uh, the place, the, the work of training the mind, all of that is held within an attitude of wisdom. It's known 
this quality of awareness known without entanglement, without self-view. So it's not me practicing the Dhamma, but rather, here's the awareness of the mind, watching the practice being carried out. The Dhamma aware of its own nature. Essentially, that's what this is. Mind is Dhamma, not a person, not an I, not belonging to an I. The mind is Dhamma, not a person. 